Thank you for listening to this audio recording from the pastoral team at Church of the Redeemer, an Anglican church in Greensboro, North Carolina. If you'd like to know more about Church of the Redeemer, its ministry, or its mission, then visit us online at RedeemerGSO.org. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is my voice heard to everyone? Amen. Now in Rwanda, we we love saying, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. (laughs) When we say is an an East African word that says, praise the Lord. When you come to Gahini on our cathedral, you will see big words of Tukutendereza, which describe the East African revival movement that started in Gahini. So I want to give you greetings from my brothers and sisters in Rwanda, your friends from Karangazi and from Gahini um, in general. And I'm glad that I'm here. I'm staying with Canon Allen and Angela and the children, and I've so far visited two other families in the three days that I've been here. So I'm, I'm moving everywhere. Canon Allen was making fun to me. They have told you that I have eight children, and, and, and he made one funny, one funny statement, that when you go to Rwanda, you see Gahimas everywhere. <laughs> that they are all over the place. I'm glad, my brothers, that I'm, I'm, I'm here and that I'm going to share the word of God. Um, I thank God that at one time, Jesus Christ met me when I was desperate when I was not worthy even being in, in his face, he, he pulled his hand towards me and, and raised me up, kept my life, um, kept my spirit, and gave me what to do. And here I am. Um, I'm a new bishop, like Rachel has just um, said. I'm going to give a short story that goes with the sermon that I'm going to give in a short time. A story that goes with our background. Uh, Some of of you need to know that. I grew up in a refugee camp. We we lived in Uganda somewhere in a very dense forest. And where we were put to stay, to, 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 to get where to live, to build houses, well, that time I was, I, was, I was not yet born. When my parents were given where to stay, they were just given bushes. And out of the bush, they were supposed to make houses, then clear the bushes, then plant crops. I was born in that background. And when we were like 10 years, 11, we used to go to, to fetch firewood, to get firewood. We used firewood for cooking. And we could go to those bushes and then we, we put ourselves in groups and then one group, one group goes to one, one bush, another one goes to another bush. But because those forests had fierce animals that used to kill people, after some time you could go out and call the other group, are you still surviving? Are we all still together? Then after collecting the firewood, you all meet together, tie the firewood, and then you go back home. So you would rejoice that you are out of the jungle. 
When I was on the plane coming here, I, I prayed to God. I said, oh, Lord, when I reach there, what do I tell my brothers and sisters? We are also living in a jungle. We are a different jungle from what we were experiencing that time. But this world is like a jungle. And groups of people are here. Other groups are in Rwanda. Other groups are there. We are fighting because Satan is always on our back trying to see whom he can devour. So such an occasion makes me feel, what do I tell my brothers and sisters? The sermon of today is only to encourage you that though we are in the jungle fighting certain, fighting our bodies, fighting this world, trying to be the actual children that God wants, God wants us to be, let us stay strong. There are words that I want to read here from Paul's gospel to the Romans chapter 8. From verse 28, he says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to, to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers, and those he predestined, he also called. For those he called, he also justified, and those he justified, he, has glor he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave us him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things. Actually, I want to dwell on this verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? I'm used to preaching in my language in Kenya Rwanda, and preaching in English is not very easy for me. Because you think in, in your language and then you preach in another language. It's not easy, really. But the Lord is going to help me do this. Let me tell you, in this world, my friends, we struggle. One, we struggle to survive. Secondly, we struggle to please our Lord who sustains us. Yesterday, I was very happy when we, 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 we were here working. The fellowship was amazing. I said, oh, Lord, thank you for putting people together so that they think together, they work together. You build the relationship each day. And I encourage you, always do that. Each moment you get to be together, really be together. Each moment you, you, you meet to share your stories, share your stories. Because we are called to be one. And in that oneness, we build one another. This is why I also feel this is the right message that I would give you this time. Because, well, in Rwanda we have some challenges. But here I also have some challenges. I remember in Jerusalem last year when we went for GAFCON, we, we met a couple that, that um, lives in Chicago. And we met, and uh, each time around 10 o'clock we would, we would change places and we pray for one another and we, we share testimonies. And that couple wanted us to tell them our troubles. And they were saying, what challenges do you meet? I told them, the challenge that I meet is having 
a, a, a bunch of Christians who are unable even to survive. You preach to them, but at times you find they have a lot of problems that you are someone is not followed by action and you feel frustrated when they have problems and you can't solve those problems. So that couple told me, you pray for us to have a big challenge. In Chicago, in our, in, our, in our neighborhood, the people we preach to are all well-to-do and they don't consider Christ. They don't want to hear the, the message we give them. We are frustrated. We can't survive in, in that ministry. And I'm saying we are frustrated. We can't survive in this ministry. <laughs> and we said, our refuge is only God, is only Jesus. He will guide us in, in all those different circumstances. He will teach us what to do. And we have been praying, and God is opening doors in, in, in our respective challenges. I want to tell you this. You are so dear to us. You are so dear to us. Each time a group comes to Gahini, we feel so humbled. We, we meet them, we, we chat with them. At times, personally, I don't even get time to have, to, to have with the groups. But when you, you, you see the way they want to visit our people, they want to carry the burdens of our people, you say, oh Lord, thank you for giving us brothers. And when we come, we also feel we need to show that. At times you feel you cannot give what you have to give. But I tell you this. Our Lord is the best gift that you can ever have. Jesus Christ is the best gift that we can ever have. When we are under his leadership and we are entrusted with the secrets of God, each time we share those secrets, each time we encourage one another with what he gives us, we grow stronger and we get the strength to get us out of any circumstance. Paul says that for, God, for those God foreknew, he predestined them to be conformed to the likeness of his son. If there is any strength that I ever feel I have, is when God reminds me that I'm his son. In any situation, when I'm reminded that I'm the son of God, whatever circumstance can come in my way, I always feel there is more strength to make me overcome. There is more power behind me to push. Even any word that I mention in the name of Jesus Christ, other powers will drop and I will move on when we meet and we share these stories, we strengthen one another. And when we pray for one another, and Jesus Christ is in between us, because the Bible says that we, we, are, we are built with Jesus Christ. As we are built together and we are built with Jesus Christ, he strengthens us all and puts us together and makes us stronger. To those we were with yesterday, I told them the meaning of Umuganda. Umuganda is, is a bundle of, of sticks that are tied together. The strength of Umuganda is, is, is the being together of those sticks because one strengthens the other and once they are tied together, no one can break them. So this is what Paul also says that once we are built with Jesus Christ within us, he strengthens us. We also strengthen one another. 
So being the children of God, of God my brothers and my sisters, is the greatest gift that you can ever have. And I want to tell you, be strong. Be encouraged because you are children of God. You are known by the greatest of all. And he who decided himself to come and die in our place can never forsake us in those times of trouble. Even in situations we say that technology is reuniting us and our children, that there are changes that are coming up here and there, that there is destruction ahead here and there. I want to tell you that he's always awake for us. He's always there for us. The ransom he gave for us is much greater than what we can ever face. I want to tell you that those who have believed in him stay strong. He knew you before. You have got the best that God could ever give you. And you will always, he will always be there in that very time that you need him. So, our belief in our Lord is not in vain. Our struggles are not in vain. When they tell you, let us meet in Umuganda, or let us meet at Reverend Drew's home, we share our testimonies, we share our lives together, we pray together. I want to ask you, please listen to that and adhere to that. Because each moment you give, you, you are building one another. And there's nothing as great as fellowship. There's nothing that builds like being one. Rwanda, we, there, there is a time, well, our history has not been good. At times we even feel ashamed to, to, to speak of our past where brothers and sisters speaking one language, sharing one history, can turn to one another and they wipe out a, a, a group of people, innocent people. But I tell you, people have now understood the, 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 the impact of, of hatred and, and killing. People now, when you tell a Rwandan so-and-so is of such and such an ethnic group, they will tell you, no. We don't want even to hear that. We are Rwandans. We are Rwandans because our strength is in being Rwandans. That's why we said, oh, I'm a Rwandan. I'm proud to be a Rwandan. From whichever group, you can never say, I'm a Hutu or I'm a Tutsi or I'm what. We say we are Rwandans because our strength and our dignity all lies in being Rwandan. So we also Christians, when we say we are Christians, we are sons of God. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the firstborn of the children of his father. And the Bible says we are heirs to the inheritance of God. And Jesus Christ being the first of us all. When you stand in that strength, in that belief, you feel very strong. So I want to tell you my fellow brothers, fellow Christians, fellow pilgrims in this movement, in this struggle, let us stay strong. But let's not take it for granted and we say, oh, Jesus Christ paid the ransom and that is all. There is a radio in Rwanda where people have been preaching that kind of message 
that Jesus Christ died once and for all. So, because he paid the ransom, you'll be free to do whatever you want. It's very wrong. We can't take salvation for granted. The Bible tells us that we should always dig deeper, trying to seek that grace always, and trying to live those lives that the Lord wants us to live. And I want to tell you this, from my personal experience, once you do what God wants, you dedicate your life to do what God wants. You seek his face. Dedicate your time for his glory. The Lord doesn't look at you and, 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 and ignore you. At least he comes at night when you are sleeping. In a vision, he shows you that he appreciates what you're doing. He comes and encourages you. Move on, move on, move on. And I tell you, once we struggle and finish successfully, like what is in uh, Revelation chapter 2, 3, our struggles will be rewarded at the time that our God has designed in our lives. So I want to encourage you, finally, to move on. Keep loving us. We keep loving you. Keep loving God. Keep reading your Bibles. Keep praising God. Anytime that you get to be together, please be together and struggle to be faithful, the Lord will always be on your side. And Jesus Christ promised us that in his mission, he will never leave, leave us. He will be with us until the end of the age. May the Lord bless you.